0: download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar
1: per order additional terms apply hey thanks for listening to dirt and spray on demand a service patriots podcast service patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, how do you enjoy prosperity? Well, you do all the stuff that got you there in the first place. This is Dirt and Sprague. All the little things, you know. It's not some deal where, you you know, you all get in trouble for this, I'm certain. but Andy Dirt Johnson. Where, where, you know, instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play, then, you know, you want to sit behind uh, a... A shade tree, eat a fish sandwich, and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. And Brendan Sprague. Uh, (coughs) I'm working on this trademark cough. What do you think? Um, It's getting better, too. Um, Well, then, (coughs) we marched it down the field. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan.
1: Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt right spray here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 to the fam. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. RIP to the great Mike Leach. One year ago today, he passed away. I just I we missed him this year. He would have been a lot of fun to listen talk about this playoff yes. situation. <laughs> Mississippi State probably would have been better conference realignment. He would have been so good on all that. I mean, imagine him on Washington State being left out of the conference yeah. realignment conversation. That that is one that I wish old Universe would uh, give us. Like a, a snip, wherever he's floating right now in space dust. Yes, I want that answer. Let him just like formulate back to human, like, let me tell you what I think. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, give it to me. Come on, mate. Uh, we are live as always on YouTube this morning. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, the comment section is a cesspool as always. And we love you all for arguing about <laughs> meaningless things. This is what we love about this job. I do sports. like looking down from time to time dirt and seeing the conversations. They're <laughs> oh, it's sick. It, it takes whole lefts and right turns, man. It's great. Uh, we'll get to, a legendary broadcaster may or may be not getting turfed at some point in the final hour. I find that story fascinating. I, well, let's keep on the blazers. Mail sack, by the way, coming up in 10 minutes, get your questions in. We'll answer them. Sports, non-sports, whatever fire them away. We'll answer them. Um, you would ask if this is the time now, looking at the way the young team is playing and being competitive, six and 16 is the record, but you would argue they're close in some of these games that, Hey, like just go in the full total tank. The Santa Claus style is maybe not the right move over the next two years because you have assets. As you point out, you're likely going to have two lottery picks. Not likely, but there's a good chance you could have two lottery picks uh, this upcoming summer. And is that the move that you should make? I have a mental block with this team that every time I watch them, I just have a hard time getting over. And I don't know if other fans are there. If we're just, it's like we're mentally kicking the can down the road and it's like, ah, we'll figure it out when we figure it out kind of thing. I do that a lot in life, so I don't blame anybody for doing that. But going back to the draft, I remember the first thought that I had was, this is cool, Scoot, whatever. Like They should have traded the pick, but whatever. Let's draft Scoot, and he looks like a fun kid. We're doing the three-guard thing again. We are. And it just – Ant is back now. Mm Mm-hmm. We'd kind of forgotten about it for a while because he was out, and you had Scoot and Shaden. Well, Scoot was out too. Shaden was kind of going off, and you thought, all right, now now, Ant's back. Ant's playing great. He had a great game last night, 38 points, uh, very efficient on 23 shots. Shaden is playing out of his mind over the last week and a half or so, playing at a really high level. He's having a really good second season. And then here you have Scoot, who's had a really rough rookie year but had a great game last night. And I, just, I can't get over the fact that at some point you have to make a decision, right? At some point, this has to be – like, you drafted a guy number three overall – He's playing 30 minutes. Like, you know, let him take his shots, whatever. I don't care how bad his shooting is. Sat on the fourth quarter, weirdly. But that, Best are, game of his life. These right? are the kind of things that I'm like, isn't that a good development chance for your number 3 overall pick to get to learn how to play and close out games? And, like, isn't that the whole point of this season is to develop him in moments like that? But you can't because you're not going to take Ann off the floor. You're not going to take Shaden off the floor. And so you're either playing three guards or scoots the odd man out. And I'm, just, I'm having a really hard time with that. Well, I, I I think a lot of people, including the ones that work for the team, would probably tell you we're getting ahead of a topic that's down the road. It's not even necessarily a thing for them yet. I, I did, yeah. I, I I put a poll question. Long term, is there an odd man out in Portland between Ant Shaden and Scoot? Yes, Ant. Yes, Scoot. Yes, Shaden. No, keeping all three, baby. And it's not a surprise that the second leading one is no, keeping all three. We are we are conditioned for this, man. When you talk about Trailblazer basketball history, people put, I know you laugh, I know Swag doesn't necessarily agree either, but like people put the Dame CJ thing at the very top. It's near the conversation of very top. Now, I don't view it that way. There were some fun moments, sure, but it always felt like the thing holding us back was our inability to get out of the situation that could have maybe improved the health of the organization. To make a tough decision. Maybe Ant will ask out, and this will be kind of a moot point. But if he doesn't, he's happy being here, getting the points, getting the accolades on a team that's not very competitive in a win-loss perspective. You know, I don't know what they do here. I'm still going to throw out. I think it's a looming thing that if Ant doesn't ask out and Shaden wants to stay, they're going to squeeze one of them. You have to. You cannot tell me in good faith that you're running three of your five starters with those guys. It just... To me, I don't see it, and maybe Joe is third eye seeing it. (laughs) Scoot can't shoot, right? Well, let's put him with Ant and Shaden. They can shoot, and he can get assists. Ah, okay. I still think you're a big liability defensively when you don't have a Matisse and a Tamani on the court. So I don't know what their vision would be there. I think it'd be Scoot and Shaden, but again, I think organizationally, Joe's been here since before Dame. I think it's really hard for them to look at Ant doing what he's doing and going, yeah, we're just going to trade this. Right now, they're the fourth worst team in the league. They're tied with Memphis with a fourth worst record. I just sim-lotteried it. You'd get the fourth pick according to this, and this says you draft some kid from the G League, uh, Mattis Blazelis. I don't think I'm saying his name right, but he's a 6'11 small forward. That sounds cool. Yeah. I don't know if he's good. But also, it'll take a year or two for him to figure it out. Scoot's a prime example of that this year. If you look at who they've been competitive against, they've played tough games against Cleveland. They obviously last night they gave the Clippers all they can handle. Um, they, you know, they've given Golden State runs. They should have won that game. They fought back hard against Dallas the other night. They've had really close competitive losses that make me wonder. Could you speed something up here by trading a pick? But they also could be an absolute young youth. Uh, roster management, acquisitions, yeah. as Joe highlights, rookie roster salary spots in multiple press conferences. Yeah, and somebody's asking, why do you need to make a decision on one of the three right now? None of them are all stars at the moment. Let's just roll with it. And I, I don't, I understand that opinion. I do. We're and not talking about. I'm not right saying now. trade one right now. No. And you had mentioned that you know if you ask this question to somebody in the organization, they will tell you you're getting ahead of yourself, mm-hmm. and we don't need to make that decision right now. And they would not be wrong. I also am just coming off an era in which, if some fans want to put it there, that's fine. One of the things that held that era back was not making this exact decision, that you had two undersized guards who could not win at a high level together because they couldn't play a lick of defense, and it, they were a fun story. They'd go off offensively from time to time. You had the one magical run that came out of nowhere to a Western Conference Finals, and then you got swept by Golden State, who didn't even have their best player on the floor because Kevin Durant missed that entire series. And we didn't make that decision until it was too late. Like that, this is where I'm coming from, looking at it and saying, "I agree. You don't need to make the move now. Do we have trust that they're going to?" And that's where I still struggle with the mental mm-hmm. blockade. I'm not saying you got to trade Scoot Henderson right now, but there are times that I'm watching games like last night saying wouldn't it behoove him to be on the floor in the fourth quarter getting some of these reps whether it means you're worse or not like isn't that the whole point of draft isn't that the whole point of trading dame drafting a guy number 3 overall is to play him and let him learn and figure out what you got and you know it's gonna take time for him to get there. That has been clearly evident. He had a really good game last night. He's having an awful rookie season. That was his best game of his career. He had 19. Yeah. That was great to see, and I hope there's more of those. I'm rooting like hell for Scoot Henderson, man. He seems like a great kid. The goggles are cool. The afro's awesome. I'm I love the kid he's having a terrible rookie year. More playing time, in my opinion. Maybe I'm an idiot, but that would help. He's Mm going to be out on the floor. You're going to learn from mistakes. And then you look in key moments of games. He's on the bench because he's the third guy out. And I don't blame them for having him be the third guy out. He's not better than Ant. He's not better than Shaden. Those guys should be on the floor. This is the problem that is getting created, though, of having three guards again. You know, I think the other part of this, too, is it's easy to say, well, they're not going to make those moves yet, so what's the point? And And I totally acknowledge that, but, like, also at the same time, you're really going to go through two tanks? You want to go through three? It's December. They're 6-16. The season doesn't end until like late March, early April. That is a long time from now. And you're talking about doing this again next year because you might get the sweepstakes to white Kevin Garnett. But what happens when you don't? And then you're like, well, what about that guy in the international game? He I mean, was we so just good. went through this with Wembanyama. We were a ping pong ball away from Victor Wembanyama, And you took Scoot, which is okay. You took what you thought was the best player available, and by many was. But you also didn't trade seven, and that was Shaden. And I love Shaden. Baby Kobe. His numbers are a little ahead of Kobe in a lot of ways at this point of their careers. But I, I just I've always maintained the opinion, the city is not built for this. This has been our one-trick pony almost all our sports lives. Some of us have the timbers now, but also some of us don't. So when college football's over yeah. and you're not the biggest NFL fan, this for a lot of people is what they turn to. Well, this is 6-16. Six and 16, And you're telling me, well, stop thinking about the future. I'm sorry, I have to. Because I would imagine Root Sports TV ratings have been awful. Somebody's texting in, I don't know where the source is coming from, but saying the numbers are half of what they were sure. last year. Sure. I, I don't know if I believe it, but like I just will out of like, yeah, I can see it in my own personal life that people are not as interested. I can tell you, I've had games where I'm like, oh, God. Utah-Portland, round three, let's do it again. Yay. You go two, three years, man, you lose fan bases, and you become a loser organization I know they're losing right now, and I know it doesn't look like they can win. But, Dirt, they've been in a lot of these games. They have. And they play a style of basketball that's fun, it's entertaining, and I know 132 doesn't show it, but largely they've given a damn on defense. They just had a bad opening quarter. They've also been banged a living hell with their starters being out. They didn't have Grant, Brogdon, or Ayton last night. They're playing Duop wreath heavy minutes. They're playing... Jabari, good amount of minutes. They're playing scoot heavy minutes because they have to. I just think look at this year, where you land in the draft, you might get a Golden State pick. I'm I'm not. I'm going to get out front now. I'm not opposed to them trading to try to win even more next year. Hmm. I don't want to go through a 3-year tank. It's 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 not fun. And I'm telling you now, people aren't enjoying this. Give it another year and a half and see how they feel about it. Somebody's asking how long, you know, when, when do you think they should make the decision, Dirt? How long would you give it? I, I'm, I'm not saying you need to trade him now. I'm not saying you need to trade him by the deadline. If you still have all three guards on your lineup going into next, like, opening day. Well, a player or a team might make that decision for you, unfortunately. It could. you could go into in the summer and say, we suck. I, I want out. Yeah, I'm good. But here's the other thing. I, but th- if you're asking when I would want the decision by, I don't want all the three of these guys on the roster next year. Here's the complicated part of all of this, though. And it's ironic because we were going to do a segment on it today and he had the best game of his career, and so kudos to Scoot for doing that. A lot of people are texting in, let Ant run up his numbers this year. He went for 38 last night. He's playing high level like he's back to being Ant. We know he can score. He saved him on so many possessions, just getting the the grenade in his hand with five seconds and getting that shot. Yes. If he continues this, his stock is unquestionably going to rise. I will then ask the question, is that the guy you want to trade? That's what I'm saying. It's an uncomfortable topic because you can (laughs) think... This is why I'm bringing it up. You can think Scoot is all of this and that, and he might be. He might live up to the billing. It's also... And it's a proven commodity at this point. He can score at an elite level, which is not an a, 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 an asset that every player is given. There's also a real shot that Scoot's best ceiling in his career is Mike Conley, which isn't awful, by the way. No. We need to stop acting like if you're sub-Jason Kidd... Yeah, you don't have to be an You're MVP. some terrible player. That's not the case whatsoever. So it's a really hard spot to be in. Obviously, to some, we're looking way ahead of this. Like, somebody tweeted, and it's traded in a year or two. Okay. Okay. Scoot better be able to shoot the basketball. It's hard to win in this league. (laughs) I said that about CJ for four straight years. We just got swept by the Pelicans. They're definitely going to trade CJ this offseason. And they made no changes whatsoever. It is very hard to win in this league when your point guard can't shoot. Yes. Like, Russell Westbrook's the premier example of what you can win with in the league, which was very high at one point. But also had Kevin Durant next to him which helped a lot <laughs> that yeah. helps a little bit. I know we're getting ahead of it the team's playing they're playing an entertaining brand of basketball That's all you can ask for right now as a fan. I'm not asking for guys to get traded I just I'm, it's, it's something every time I turn the game on it's just in the back of my mind rattling around of like one when are they going to make the decision and two do I trust them to get the decision right because there's just not a lot of trust with the organization right now for a multitude of reasons I think you could look at so. the western landscape final thing on this for me you could look at the western landscape. And you can say, Minnesota, having a great year, right? OKC is young. They're there. Dallas, what's their three-year plan? With Kyrie, I don't know. Denver will be there. The Kings may be there, but they yep. may need to move Sabonis. The Lakers are old. The Rockets, you're trusting the Rockets right now? The Clippers, I watched them last night. No, thank you. Phoenix is kind of old with the KD thing, and Beale can't stay healthy. The Pelicans have underwhelmed with Zion. Golden State, like, it's not a dumb idea in my mind to say maybe we can actually jump further ahead of this rebuild than many thought we would. Interesting. All right, let's get to the mail sack. Your questions welcome. YouTube, uh, Vancouver Ford text line. We will answer them coming up next on The Fam. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals
0: on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So good to talk some Blazers there for a
1: bit. I will just say this. To the people who were in the bubble, um, it's hard to understand that there's not there's a world that exists that is outside the bubble. Yeah, you get on Twitter and you would think like think the entire city is tuned in. This to is every all Blazer. we want to talk yeah, about, and right. everybody is tied. Like that's not the case. No. Every time we talk Blazers, there is a pushback immediately of like, dude. Like we don't, I'm not watching. I, I don't care when Jody sells. I'll follow again. Like that exists out there, mm-hmm. and it's very hard because we all get into our own little bubbles and we think this is all the world cares about, but it just is not the case. So I want to point that out to the to the folks who were in the bubble, breathing the air. I'm happy for you. Do whatever you want to do as a sports fan. Yeah. The rate, the television ratings are down this year, and it, there's a reason for that. That people, a lot of folks have just checked out on this team. Yeah, one of our listeners says most likely scenario: Portland gets two lottery picks, bundle them up, move up, and try and get SAR. And that's again that could be the right move I'm just so and then what we're doing we're playing Aiton and SAR together we're doing the Sars our backup center for two three years and then we train DeAndre it's just like another scoot ant yeah. thing you know what I mean um, alright let's get to the mail sack shall we yes Here we go. Mail sack time. Uh, Mail sack question. Why do you guys care so much about college football and spend so much time talking about it when it's clearly slanted? If you would rather than use the term rigged towards the SEC, is it because Portland only has one major league team and it isn't the NFL? I don't mean this as being critical more out of a curiosity. That's a great question and a fair question. We do talk a ton of college. I go home. I'm not kidding when I say this every single day. I think about the show. And I'll assess in my own mind if I thought it was a good show or not. And then I almost always go home and I just think, we're not doing nearly enough NFL. <laughs> because everybody watches the NFL. They do. Every, almost everybody is kind of gambling in some ways on the NFL, it feels like. Mm-hmm. The reality is the Ducks are a top 10 college football program. Washington now is become a top 10 college program. They for national championship. Oregon State. Uh, we started to become a 10-win team, and Washington State was always a fun story. We love college football, and, you know, I I, I don't know what to say. We know the SEC runs the league, the, the sport, but that doesn't make it less interesting. It's the second most popular sport in America. You can argue with a wall if you want. The ratings tell us that more people watch college football than watch the NBA and Major League Baseball, certainly more than hockey and not even close in the same universe as... Timber soccer. So yeah. that, that is why. It's the second most popular sport in America. Well, and I think you could use the championship argument or, you know, not having the SEC. It's all slanted towards them. I, You could use that argument in every sport, right? Like, why don't you talk more Blazers? Well, the Blazers haven't sniffed a championship since I was 11 years old. <laughs> they were close to a championship in a very long the time. closest they've been actually you were just born. Yes, <laughs> but 2000 would have been the last time in Game 7 of the conference finals. That when I was 11 years old when that happened. And so, I, you know, you can use that with different sports. I would say, one, for me personally, I just – I love college football. That's a big part of it. But I also think when we do segments and we get certain interaction – you know, there's not a quantifiable thing there, but people are passionate about that sport, and there are rivalries that are baked in, and we'll see how that evolves and changes in the years to come with conference realignment happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just there's a different there's there's a passionate energy about that, and it's kind of a wild roller coaster ride for 12 weeks, and then it's gone yeah. like that. So there's a feeling that all we talk about is college football. The season goes from September to the first week of December and then it's kind of it yeah and now we've already moved on we're doing more NFL we're you know occasional portal stuff with with roster acquisition but um, I just I think fans are, are as passionate about that if not more than any other sport. NFL's tough because you can't where's our where's our number one fandoms as listeners yeah right? like that's the hard part We can do Seahawk yeah. talk You you do Seahawk talk people say we don't care at Seattle. And nine? I think some of that is true. I don't think Course there's as is. many Seahawk fans in this city as people pretend there are. You just can't you can't curtail content to fan bases right. with the NFL like you can with college. That's a difficult part of it. Uh, on a scale of Dirt's future baby to Swag's age, how childish does the YouTube chat get on a daily basis? <laughs> oh, so that's what's that? Zero to fifty-two. Fifty-two. I'd say 37. Yeah, somewhere a good sweet seven. I was going to say 29. That's <laughs> yeah. so sure. I'll go 37. Uh, Mailsack, putting aside the opt-outs and such, would you rather be Oregon who drew the better bowl but less interesting game or would you rather be Oregon State who drew the disappointing location but landed a more interesting on-field matchup? To that note also, does there need to be some kind of salary cap on college football or something to even the playing field? Well, they're certainly trying to get at something like that, I think, with NIL portal stuff. There are schools that have done studies on that NCAA proposal that we didn't talk about that have said like they'd have to spend $9 million a year to be a part of that collective. And people were like, yeah, I mean, isn't that less than what you pay to fire a coach and then get a couple players? <laughs> you're right, you're right. So it may be worth it. Uh... Hmm. I I think if you were to take record and all of it away you just about the matchup. I I think Oregon State definitely is more interesting because if Notre Dame loses that game, their fans may want Marcus Freeman fired even though it's backup versus backup, whereas I had a buddy tell me that he heard and I heard somebody say once that teams that lose the Pac-12 title game don't win the bowl game. They're zero and eleven, and I'm like, if you want to take liberty in a bet with me, and I get Oregon, I'd gladly do that. I think Oregon's going to trounce the Fighting Fall Wells. I don't care who plays. I think. I mean, you take what, the Fiesta Bowl time. The Golden Domers, it's fun. I would. I've always dreamed of Oregon playing the Golden Domers. You know how my I have an affinity for Notre Dame. It's. I mean, they're playing with. Yeah, half but with of so many roster. people yeah. backing
2: out, it. Yeah. I don't. Sam Hartman's Neither not playing. Neither one all is appealing with like, backup quarterbacks and all the guys either sitting, going to the draft, transfer portal.
1: Given the circumstance, I think Corvallis is throwing a parade if they beat Notre Dame. Like, yeah. it, sure, why not? We're celebrating that. Whereas, like if Oregon beats Liberty, it's going to be like, hey, Oregon I mean, the university will make a big deal out of it. Fans, sure. the fans will be like, yeah, whatever. You should win. What time is the is the El Paso Bowl? Isn't it an early game it's on New Year's Day? 11 a.m.
2: on Friday the 29th.
1: <laughs> Friday the 29th, 11 a.m. God, my team's playing at 10 a.m., so, you know, that's cool. Who doesn't want to wake up at 10 a.m. watch a big bowl oh game? God. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, Millsack question for Dirt. Are you planning to take a tug of the wife's breast milk once Little Smudge arrives? It's got a ton of protein, vitamins, and antioxidants. You, you got to try it. Oh, I'm definitely drinking some breast milk. It's uh, it's happening. And not a lot of taste to it, I found. It was just kind of, like, weird to drink it. Hmm. But I drank my mom's breast milk, so it shouldn't be that odd. Okay. Um, Millsack question. Will Kalen DeBoer be the coach of Washington four years from now? If not, what level of program do you think will land him? No. I think he'll be at a a bigger program. Oh, okay. Look at that. You think he's leaving? Yeah. I'm curious to see what his number is on that contract extension this offseason. Should be? Be at the should, Harbaugh level. It should be massive. To be honest with you. We got him to the playoff. Four wins two years ago and they're in the playoff this year and have a shot to win the national championship. Yeah. If Harbaugh's getting 11 and a half, he shouldn't be far behind if not at that I number. think
2: it'll be curious to see how competitive in the Big Ten, Oregon, and Washington are right out of the shoot to chute deter- because that'll determine okay, how many more better, bigger programs are there for Kalen DeBoer to get to if Washington and Oregon quickly ascend right into Ohio State, Michigan territory? Like everybody else, they start to handle pretty quick, and that leaves Alabama, LSU, Georgia. I, I disagree I, with what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I disagree with it. Hmm. I Georgia
1: and LSU – you can be competing with them in playoff games for three straight years. It's a little easier there. It just always will be.
2: Yeah, well, I understand that, but I'm saying I, I don't know how many more. Like, are there going to be how many openings would there actually be for him to make a jump to what's considered a bigger program in three years if Oregon and Washington come in and start knocking heads in the in the Big Ten.
1: Can I can I ask this question? This will be viewed very biasly, but I view this about my coaches as well. Because I I don't if Dan Dan Lanning got another extension yet. He'll probably he'll get, get, one get this another offseason. one. He got one last year. He did because Auburn started sniffing around. Yeah. and uh, it's going to happen every year. There is a part of me though that looks at these guys. They have both been head coaches at their current institutions for two years and wonders, should you go? I mean, is that the right move? We've already talked. We agree on this. We all agree on this. If your situation is Deboer Lanning. I would, I would stay. I'd be a god forever, and yeah. I would run that thing until you can't pay me anymore. No, I'm know. just saying, what if Brian Kelly doesn't make the playoff next year? Yeah, LSU's looking. What if Notre Dame and Freeman I, they I falter mean, with Riley Leonard? I know? don't know if you leave if you leave UW for Notre Dame. Maybe you do because of the legacy. But like, if LSU calls Kalen DeBoer, I, how how are you not? Well, <laughs> the analogy I was more using too is that we've seen a lot of guys who have had really good starts and gotten massive extensions, and then we look back on them and you're like, oh. Now, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm not, I don't think Kalen DeBoer is going to suck at Washington. I'm not saying that's But a lot happen. of what he has is portal dependent, right? This is, and this is why I bring it up is that a lot of the talent on the team was Jimmy Lake talent. He obviously brought Penix in and had the relationship there, and that is massive. They don't win anything. His Without offense Pennix, is, yes. Yeah, so that is a huge part right. of it. But they're key edge rushers, they're win- wide receivers. Like a lot of that talent was Jimmy Lake talent. And I just wonder is there any fear in the back of people's minds of that goes, he's not recruiting at a high level. Maybe it's a transfer portal. You're paying him $10 million a year. The expectation, by the way, when you win, Landing's doing this to himself too like they, they only go up yeah you yeah. can't be below like Oregon this. State had right. a disappointing eight and four season imagine saying that three years ago you were pissed about being eight and four this year because he won 10 games last year right. so if he comes out next year you kind of transition the roster they go eight and four in the big 10 all of a sudden you start grumbling because that's what fans do this how, is how fast does the
2: revenue ramp up for Oregon and Washington I know they're getting pennies on the dollar from a full share in the Big 10 but I can't remember how it's fast It's a 7-year deal. 7
1: years until they get to and until well, the next uh negotiated see, TV deal. This has always been my one slight pushback to the Oregon part of the crowd that says like you left the conference. Well, of course, why wouldn't you take the invite? And I don't fault Oregon. There for wasn't doing anywhere it. else for them to go. No, I get that, but like my only pushback on all of the Oregon narrative stuff is you're asking questions about something that's not important for them. Who cares if they make a little less in the Big Ten? They have a booster <laughs> who funds all of this. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He spent a billion dollars doesn't, doesn't it matter for Washington, though. That's but the that's who it matters for, is dub. Yeah. Because I've heard behind the scenes that their recruiting stuff is the way it is because their NIL collective isn't as organized. They don't quite have as much money to spend as some of these other institutions. And I'm not telling you what your endowment is and all that stuff, even though people cite that and it largely never gets used, by the way. I just think it's different. I think Oregon can be a couple mil behind every other Big Ten team, and they're not—they're not, they're not miss, missing a step. Yeah, I think it's a little more vital for UW. All right, there you go. That was a good mail sack today. Look at that, huh? We got passionate in the mail sack. Good sports questions today. I think we only had one. Yeah, one boob milk thing. That only, was it. Only one boob. Somebody said, "Sprague, you said recently you drank your mom's breast milk. Was that? Was that? Was that recently? I. Uh, it was she. It was dust. <laughs> she got it." <laughs> Hey, an old time legend getting turfed, or is he? We'll get to that coming up next. This episode is
3: brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: I jokingly said earlier in the show that I'm not going to watch Thursday Night Football. Hold me to it. Chargers and Raiders, Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. You're such a liar. When the Chargers fire Brandon Staley, I'll watch a Charger game again. How does he still have it? Like, what are we still doing that for? Okay, it doesn't There's make no sense. point. It, 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 I mean, there is. He's an idiot and he well, should be fired. Yeah, but that should have happened a month ago. Should have so. happened two years ago, but you know. There's a report that if Herbert has to get surgery, it may actually save his job. Of course, because he's injured. I mean, the reason they struggled is because Herbert got an injured finger this year. Come on. You can't blame that on Staley. His defense has been lights out, right? <clears throat> right? Oh, no. Well, one of the reasons I am a little out on Thursday Night Football is that one of my favorite all-time broadcasters, I just has, I think he's lost his fastball, and he puts me asleep, and... I think there's a lot of weeks that I tune in, and I'm like, I don't know if he even wants to be there. Hmm. I'm a big guy, and be enthusiastic about the job that you're doing. You might disagree with takes that I have all the time. People call me idiot every day. That's fine. I'm enthusiastic to be here. I'm energetic and excited to be here. You know who's not? Al Michaels. Hmm. And he is paying for it because I don't know how many people know this. He still had in his deal the, the opportunity to broadcast an NBC playoff game. He famously, with Tony Dungy, put the entire country to sleep last year, calling the Chargers blowing a 30-point lead to the Jags in the playoffs. One of the largest comebacks we've ever seen in the history of the NFL, especially in the postseason. Him and Tony Dungy slept through the entire thing and showed no enthusiasm. He's been turfed by NBC, and he didn't know about it. The, he is not going to call their playoff game this year, so they have three playoff games. One of which is going to be an exclusive Peacock game. Can't wait to debate that. Mike Tirico and Collinsworth get two of them. The only the
2: only way you can watch the game is only with the way network? they're going to have a they're wow. going to have
1: one playoff game that is exclusive
2: oh, wow. to the Peacock. You think Jack Collinsworth getting that one? That's going no, to be, it's going to be Tirico. And, Collins, oh, and okay. So
1: they're doing they're doing two of the games. That's the Tampa Bay game. The <laughs> third trade-off game, the third one that NBC will get. It was supposed to be Al Michaels. They called him for comment on this story, and he didn't know that he was not calling the game. He said, wait a minute, that's in my deal. And they said, oh, we heard from a source that you're not. He's not. They're, they're uh, having Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge call the game. Todd Blackledge calling NFL? Yeah. So Al Michaels, know. we're slowly yeah. putting him out to pasture. I, I, Al Michaels is probably my goat. I love Al Michaels. Obviously, even before my time was calling uh, historical sports moments. I, I don't understand like the massive pushback he, he's 79. yeah dude you don't sound like you're 42 anymore it's okay to say that but I'm I kind of finally reached this point it hit me a little last year it's really hit me this year there is just nothing there there There's are big nothing. plays and he's like oh and he like the 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 Black Friday game comes to my mind. Did you hear him call the Javon Holland pick six to end the first half? Yeah, I was down in Eugene, so I missed it. Oh, but was he asleep God. during the? Yeah, call? it was just like, oh, and Holland picks it off, and he's up the field, touchdown, Dolphins. It, it, that kind of vibe, and I'm just like, that's massive. That was huge. You see hundred yard pick sixes every week in the NFL. What it, are you talking about? Exactly, especially on <laughs> Hail Mary plays. Like that's what it was, and he just, he just doesn't have it. And also, seventy nine. I would be wanting to be at the L A Country Club. Every day, yeah, having a beverage at 10 a.m., playing 18 holes, having a nice lunch, and then getting home and watching a great sunset with my wife every day of the rest of my life. And that dude is just like, no, I'll take the extra millions of dollars that I won't even be able to spend in my lifetime. Good for him. But getting a paycheck, a difference of personal philosophy at that point of life. I don't blame NBC at all for this, man. I had honestly, until I read this article, I had forgotten about that playoff game. And then reading it reminded me of like, that's where, could you find a more sleepy duo than Al Michaels and Tony Dungy? Is there anybody that could put you to sleep more than that? Jason Garrett. <laughs> Jason Garrett. And maybe Al Michaels, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe you're splitting hairs on Dungy and Michaels. It's a great move. Noah Eagle's really good. He's young. I, mean, yeah. I, I love Noah Eagle as a broadcaster. Uh, Todd Blackledge, to me is one of the more underrated guys. You kind of forget about him because He's on NBC now, so you kind of forget because he used to be one of the prime guys on ESPN. He I met a, him at Game Day when they came to Corvallis. You? Massive mittens. Big yeah, big old mittens. Oh my God. He's a big dude. He was their number two color guy. That was their Him and Brad Nestler was the number two crew back in the day on ESPN. Nestler's obviously was CBS now. Um uh, but I yeah, I can't blame NBC for making this move. And I it's one if you're Amazon, you look at Kirk Herbstreit, he's grown on me as an NFL guy a little bit. I think he's having a pretty good year. It's just the fit hasn't made a lot of sense. It's it just, seems like, yeah, it's just Kirk weird.
2: needs somebody he can play off.
1: Yeah, somebody that's in his generation would help. Well, I think the other part, we see this in our industry uh, in, some time, in some ways. Like, sometimes when you work with one person a long time, you work with another, it's it's not that it's bad. It's just not quite the same. Like, Fowler and Herbstreit have been doing those games for forever. Yeah. God, my whole life. So it... Yeah, they're not gonna Herbstreet and anybody's probably not gonna have the same kind of chemistry. I'll give you a sneaky one that I actually love to see call uh more NFL games because I think he's really good on college. I'd like to see a little Benetti Herbstreet. Yeah, I love Benetti. I think Benetti, Benetti is fantastic. I think Fox's main crew is solid. I like you know what chuck makes me chuckle is their little baby KK commercials. Those make me chuckle. Little baby baby KK. Have you seen those? It's like Greg Olson and Aaron Andrews and Kevin Burkhart. Everybody's got their jackets with their nicknames, and his is little baby KK. Oh, and I've only seen the one where they're trying to come up with catchphrases. Yeah. The macaroni yeah. and cheese lines <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And Burkhardt's like, wow, this is a waste of time. Those are pretty good. I like those. I like that Fox crew. So uh, Al Michaels out of an NBC playoff game. And yes, we ca- I can't wait to debate the week that the wild card game or whatever round it is is only a Peacock game and we all get to yell about it that. It has to be the worst game, right? <laughs> it has so. to be. But you don't want to do that if you're Peacock. You want to grab a good game to get people there. Because if you have a below 500 bucks team, who the hell's going on the Peacock? Dirt. How many millions of people watched (laughs) Titans-Dolphins last night? Touche. Good point. I'll shut up. Playoff game on the (laughs) Cock Network. I'll subscribe. I'm in. Uh, we got some poll questions to answer. We'll send you off. Get you set for your day in sports next on The Fam.
0: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Oh, well, it turned into a busy show because the Dodgers are blatantly cheating. A lot of transfer portal news. Did you see I was right yesterday, by the way? What were you right about? Really random dumb thing that nobody would remember that I said. No, I will Including not at all. you. No. I mean, I don't remember anything anyways. What are the Lakers doing now? Do you not see this? No. Oh. They're... Uh, <laughs> They're doing what I said they should do. They're literally hanging a banner, yes. and it's oh, yeah. IST-specific. Yes. It's a different color, oh. and they're just going to fill in every year that they win it. They're not going to do multiple <laughs> banners. They literally did the idea I said. I was wondering if that was the case, because I saw somebody retweeted a Kobe Bryant video. Where he says, we only hang he said, titles. conference finals, yeah. we don't hang it. Divisional titles, we don't hang it. And he said, the only banners we hang at the yeah. Staples Center are for NBA championships. And I thought, I wonder why. And now it makes sense. That's why they retweeted that. Is Adam Silver making the Lakers do this? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh, i would also argue if Kobe was doing what lebron just did he would be open-minded and change his position on that that's just a hot take <laughs> i have seen this i saw this tweet yesterday from uh, uh so ethan good. um god i'm blanking his name he writes a sub stack he left espn and now he's a truth teller of the media and he wrote how the nba media is lying about the tv ratings on this thing oh how nobody watched and like in cooking the books? Is that the... Well, the problem with his arg- argument and article is that he's comping these games to playoff games. It's literally called the in-season season, yeah. tournament. Yeah, you got to compare it to regular season TNT and ABC games. And there's not an argument. It blew out previous years, yeah. exact dates and games. It's the biggest thing they've seen on networks for in-season regular games since Christmas games. Ooh. So, like... Just stop with the narratives. They're false narratives. You don't have to care. You don't have to watch. It was created to make some interest, and it did. And it delivered on what they wanted. Is it as big as they want it to be? Did they spend some money to make it happen? (laughs) No and yes. But overall, it was it was an improvement on the regular season games, so it worked. Did the players have to walk through a female genitalia hallway to get into the stadium? Maybe, but you know what? Lakers won it, so that's all that matters. I mean, who wouldn't want to walk through one? <laughs> we all did at one point in I life. I just want to put me in a little ball and point- shove me up there. <laughs> It's a Step reference. It's not. I'm not just some. Don't weird be perp. weird, swag. Uh, if Michael Penix had an undefeated season in the SEC, would he have won the Heisman Trophy? Ninety-four percent of you say yes. Yeah, that's spot on. Monday Night Doubleheader. What are you going to watch more of? Twenty-nine point nine percent of you say Christmas movie, which was slightly edged by Titans and Dolphins at thirty <laughs> point nine well, percent. Titans Dolphins probably beat the Christmas movie. Does the Dodgers deferring six hundred eighty million of Shohei's money feel like cheating? Seventy-eight point four percent of you answer correctly and said yes. It is cheating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all wrong. Bunch of cheaters. You know you feel wrong. the same way. You know no. it's cheating. Yeah, you
1: do. It's all right. We all condone cheating when it's our team. Long term, is there an odd man out in Portland between Ant, Shaden, and Scooch? Forty-four percent of you early on say no. Keep all three. <laughs> Here we go again. Twenty-nine point nine percent of you say Ant. Twenty-one point eight percent say scoot. I want to know the three point four that voted Shaden. How Who dare the hell you? is voting? You Shaden. leave baby Kobe out of this. We got Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid tonight. Oh, oh, oh. Connor McNuts! I'm Get excited. Your puck God. Seven o'clock. ESPN. Baby. Who's better? I mean, it's McJesus is better. Yeah. is he? But Bedard is yes. on the rise. Uh, that will do it for us. Tom Habistro tomorrow for the Daily Ticker. Good friend of the program. Yeah. The analytical guy on uh, Blazer TV broadcast, Tom Havistro. He will be on at 730. Thank you so much for being a bar- uh, part of our Tuesday. If you miss any of the show, go check the Service Patriots podcast, 1080thefan.com. You can also check the show all day long at YouTube. And thanks to all y'all for watching. Go give the video a like. And make sure to subscribe, youtube.com backslash 1080thefan. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Colin is next. Listen to 1080thefan.
0: Okay.